0: This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Join the conversation and message Buck on Facebook, Instagram, or email teambuck at iheartmedia.com. He may read it on the show.
1: Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt. We got a lot to talk about today. Los Angeles has a vax mandate and the mask and vaccine shaming is on the rise all across blue state America. A big win for DeSantis against mask fascism in schools. Plus an update on the Durham probe and more on the General Millie fallout coming up. First, though, we got to talk about my friends at My Pillow. I, I don't know if you have a My Pillow yet. You should. My Pillow is a game changer when it comes to your sleep. I mean, they fit me for my very own My Pillow years ago, and I love all their products. I'm sleeping better than I ever have. I've got the mattress topper, the Giza sheets, the My towels, my slippers, and more. And look, Mike Lindell is also somebody who stands against cancel culture and wants to pass great savings on to you, those who support him and his all-American company. You can get great discounts right now on all My Pillow products by going to MyPillow.com, clicking on the Radio Listener Special Square, and you'll see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All My Pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK, that's promo code BUCK, B-U-C-K, for these great radio specials. Now, boosters or not, which one is it going to be? We're hearing it. It's going to have to happen. But then there are some who are saying, well, it doesn't really work as well as we had thought. We've got a lot of back and forth over this. You actually pay attention to it. But let's start with this. Here's the NIH director, Francis Collins, on the Israeli data saying that boosters are needed. Play
2: five. I will tell you, I was one of the biggest skeptics uh, of the docs in the White House about boosters, and I've become convinced, particularly looking at the Israeli data, uh, Chris, and a lot of that will get presented on Friday, including by some Israeli scientists, because Israel's about three months ahead of us. They got most of their population immunized in April, and they could start to see what happens. And what they could see is the people who got immunized back in January, by the time you got to July, their protection would really have started to drop off. Not just against any infection but even against severe infection and that's the signal you want to watch for to say "Ooh, might be time to do something like a booster I think that's the most compelling data there is some US data from the Mayo that also suggests the same thing but let's look at that data on Friday and see what the group says much of that is very new not everybody who's been commenting in the last couple of days has even seen all of it and then let's see what all of the scientists and all the experts can come up with as far as a response
1: Oh, wait, hold on a second. Did you hear that? That was the NIH director who said that the Israeli data, which is very precise, very granular. They've kept better data sets than we have in this country. The Israeli data shows not only a drop off in protection from infection, but a a significant drop off in protection from severe infection. Doesn't that sound a bit like he's saying vaccine failure is a real thing at a certain stage at a certain level? Now, that's not. As easy as saying that, you know, or, or as clear as saying, well, the vaccines don't work. No, of course they work, but they work for a period of time and they work less and less over that period. This is what the National Institute of Health director is saying. They have to get you a booster shot because the vaccines don't stay in uh, efficacy. They, they don't keep their efic- efficacy long enough. But do you hear anything like this from from Biden no, he's all running around, giving himself a pat on the back for what a great guy he is, what a great idea it was to put vaccine requirements into place.
2: Here he is. The vaccine requirements work uh, and more companies are instituting them, even at Fox News that require it. And uh, I'm not being facetious when I say that, I'm, but it's interesting that they've stepped forward and done that as well.
1: And they work. Yeah, it works. It works in that you make people get the shot. But how long does the shot actually last? How long does the shot last? We should be having a much more robust conversation in this country about this. Let's just look at a few things that we know are true right now. They have made people who have natural immunity. They have coerced people with natural immunity who did not want to get the shot into getting the shot. And that is medically unnecessary. So they are making America. This is not, oh, but what about measles, mumps, rubella? What about? No, no, no. People with better immunity than the vaccine are being forced to get the shot because it makes neurotic libs feel better. Oh, my God, I'm so scared. That's what's actually happening here. That is the circumstance that has played out across America. So millions of people have been forced to get a medically unnecessary treatment with some side effects. It's not not comfortable thing to get the shot. Your arm will be sore for a while. Some people get flu like symptoms for a day or two. Depends on which vaccine and what dose. But they've made you do that. I think that's a big problem. They're also now making you or will soon be making you get another shot, a booster shot after you had been told months ago, this is it. You're good. This is a vaccine. It's not a vaccine if you have to get it every six months. Not really. It's more of a therapeutic. And when you look at the way the antibody production initially works after the shot and how quickly it drops off, you see that this is not the silver bullet that we were promised. It's just not. People don't want to deal with that. They don't want to believe it. And, and ultimately, what we're going to find out is the only way through this is through it as in a lot of people are going to get sick. We've already had 100, 150 million Americans get COVID. But, you know, when we get to 60 or 70 percent of people with natural immunity, full T cell and antibody immunity, then you're actually at a place where you don't have the big breakouts anymore. People will still get and die from COVID. But you won't have the day in and day out continuous spread to tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. They won't tell you this, though, because wouldn't that be another way of saying that with the exception of extending protection for senior citizens, for a vast majority of us, what they've done is completely and utterly useless. If you're over 65 and maybe even you could say if you're over 55, yeah, the shot is useful and the shot has bought people more time and it's worth it. For the rest of us, what's this all about? We're going to just keep getting shots. Eventually, you're you're going to they're going to be enough breakthrough cases where. You're going to see the overall number of infections in total at 50, 60, 70 percent of the American people, even with vaccination campaigns going on. You see, that's what we are heading toward. But they won't be honest about it. And in fact, now, as the situation is becoming increasingly problematic for the Democrat narrative about this, they're getting more and more insane. Here is uh, Joy Reid. I mean, I don't know if she's the the most absurd of all the MSNBC pundits, but she's certainly close. Here she is on how Republicans like COVID.
0: All right, good evening, everyone. Begin the readout tonight with a message to Republicans. Okay, we get it. COVID is the precious, and you love it. You love COVID so much. You want it to spread in the schools, at the office, in the Walmart, on the cruise ships and at the club. That gray spongy ball with the red spikes, you want it pumping through your veins with an ivermectin chaser. Why do you love it so on much? Well, we have absolutely no bloody idea. But here's the thing,
1: you weirdos.
0: Everyone else, everyone else hates COVID.
1: Republicans like COVID. This is, this is what it has been uh, reduced to now, the conversation. This is what you'll, you'll hear from Republicans like it. They have no real arguments to make anymore other than get the shot because we say so. And if you don't, you're a bad person. That's really it. That's what it all comes down to. And when some of us point out, well, hold on, what about natural immunity? They say, shut up. When some of us say, well, wait a minute, why are there mandates for this? And is that mandate going to be every six months for everybody? And what's the safety profile on that? And how well is a second or third or fourth booster shot going to go? They won't deal with this. They never deal with the argument as it is. They just browbeat you. They tell you to shut up and then they move on. And when you turn out to be right, this has been this has been the story of covid. They say, oh, we'll never do that thing you're worried about. Just do this one thing now. Why can't you be reasonable? Just do this one thing. And then they get the American people to go along with it, either through fear, coercion or true believer syndrome. And then when the people who are saying, hold on a second, the next thing you're going to want to do is this, when we're proven right, inevitably inevitably they say, yeah, whatever, fine, shut up and do it this time. Shut up and do it again. And this has played out now. This cycle has gone on many times, and they simply don't care. They don't want to hear it. I mean, Nicki Minaj has been getting a lot of attention just because she's got 22 million Twitter followers, and she told this story about... Knowing somebody, this an anecdotal story, she said she thought she, uh, or she knows somebody who is in contact with someone who believes that uh, they got bad, some kind of a bad symptom, uh, well, you know, about the swollen testicles is whatever it talks about in Trinidad, and N- Nicki Minaj says she was kicked off Twitter, Twitter says she's not, it feels like this should be pretty straightforward, but here she is on Instagram live, because she hasn't been kicked off of that, saying that you're just not allowed to talk about anything.
2: You can't speak for the fear of the mob attacking you. If that doesn't give you chills up and down your spine, this
0: is scary. You should be able to ask questions about anything you're putting inside your body.
1: Um, Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you be able to? Isn't that something that? We should all agree on, right? You should be a last question. No, the left says you are not allowed to ask. In fact, they become when their argument gets shakier, when their argument becomes more rooted in emotionalism and force than reason and persuasion, they get more aggressive. You're seeing this all the time. I mean, Don Lemon, among the dumbest TV anchors, honestly, maybe to ever be on TV, but certainly in the in the current era we're in he's straight up calling for it he wants people to be vax shamed
3: it is a minority of minority of people and so i think we have to stop coddling people when it comes to this and the vaccine saying oh you can't shame them you can't call them stupid you can't call them silly yes they are the people who aided and abetted trump are stupid because they believed his big lie The people who are not getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the Internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind because they are keeping the majority of Americans behind. You didn't feel that way about the polio vaccine. You don't feel that way about measles, mumps, rubella when it comes to your children. And all of a sudden this vaccine is different. What's different about it? The only different thing about it is because of your politics today.
1: There are a lot of things that are different about it, but Don Lemon is too stupid to know. One thing that's different is that you didn't have people who had had and beaten polio being told, get the jab, get the jab, or else. You do have that with COVID. And by the way, the people like me who for months have been saying, natural immunity is better, look at the data, there's no reason to make those like me who have recovered from this get the shot under any circumstances. There's no basis for this. We were right. Fauci has basically had to admit as much. Well, he won't say it. He goes, oh, you know, we need more study. It needs more. We need more time. You know, we have to sit around. Give me a break. It's outrageous. They will not. They will not admit reality here, which is that yet again, they were wrong. Yet again, mask up harder was not the answer. That's what they always say. Why are cases rising even after the masks and social distancing mandates and all these things go into effect in one state or one county? We didn't mask up hard enough. Why haven't the vaccines stopped the spread? And, by the way, the hospitalizations. You're starting to see those hospitalization numbers in some places, even for the vaccinated, higher than anticipated. Were we told that that was going to happen? Oh, it's because we didn't get enough people getting the shot it's never enough you notice this it is never enough for them never enough vaccines never enough masks never enough social distancing never enough compliance it's never that their policies and their ideas do not work well it's never that the whole thing the whole edifice here of control is built upon fear and power and lies no we could have had A much better conversation as a country about this but we live in a mass media era and mass hysteria has been the result people see the one story oh i know a healthy 25 year old he was a a three sport athlete in college and he's amazing and died of covid in in one day and no one ever knew and Then you find out, oh, the guy was born, you know, with he wasn't a three sport athlete. He weighed 600 pounds and he was born with one lung. But yes, we should all be terrified of covid coming for us. This is the whole point. This is the whole situation, right? It's all about people dug into one side of this or the other. I just want this to stop. I don't even care who stops it. If Joe Biden, I, I give you my word on this. If Joe Biden came forward and said, you know what? We've done enough. We've tried enough. Vaccines are out there. If you want one, get one. We'll keep doing research. But no more restrictions, folks. No more masking on planes. No more. I would throw a Joe Biden party. I'd be like, yay. I'd still hate the border. I'd still hate the rest of the socialist nonsense. But for one day, I'd be sitting here saying, finally, the guy did the right thing. But he's never going to do it. That's why it's all so easy to make this proclamation. He's never going to do it. And it's not because it wouldn't make sense. It's not because the science doesn't push us in that
2: direction.
1: It's because it would be, in a sense, an admission that everything they've been doing was unnecessary. And the people who believed in this all along are just not as smart as they think they are. That's it. They're just not that smart. The people you see, these doctors going on TV and these pundits and these Democrat politicians and the person who stares at you like a monster because your mask has fallen down beneath your nose. Eh, they're just not very smart. Oh, sure, they went to this place or that place. Yeah, a lot of schools, you just sort of show up. You get in for reasons that have nothing to do with being intelligent. A lot of schools, they decide, you know, we're going to push you through, even in medical school now. You know, are you in a favored demographic? Oh, then you get pushed through. It's fine. Talk to anybody, you know, in medical school, by the way, this kind of stuff happens all the time or even in residency programs. Some people just aren't that smart and they've been unwilling to think for themselves. They lack the intellectual fortitude. They lack the intellectual courage to sit there and think through an issue without knowing that the smart people, the science people are on their side. They just they have to be part of The uh, they have to be part of the cool kids, smart kids set, even though they're not cool and they're not very smart. But they don't know that because they can't think for themselves. So they believe whatever the consensus, whatever the mob view of anything may be. And, you know, here's the kind of discourse you see on MSNBC from once again, Joy Reid on a very on an issue that should require real thought. This is what she does. So
0: I'm going to just be contrarian a little bit. I actually, you know, Tucker Carlson said he wanted to do a deep investigative report on the, the cojones. On swollen something? On the swollen cojones. And I think he should do that. I actually want to see that investigative report. I want him to go down there like he went to Victor Orban. And I want him to talk with that gentleman and find out why it is that, the, that his you know future wife left him. And just how large these melons were. I think you should go and find out. Right. It's an investigative right. report that we need. Go and do it, Tucker. I know you wanna. You really, really wanna.
1: Yeah, it's very classy, very intelligent discussion on national TV there. Really good stuff. Paying this woman millions of dollars a year to be a moron. I mean, it's just what's going on. It's a shame, really, but the Durham probe is back in the headlines for a second here. We got the uh, Special Counsel John Durham is now focusing in, according to the New York Post, on Michael Sussman's September 19, 2016 conversation with an FBI employee about a possible connection between a Russia-based bank and servers at the Trump Organization. The statute of limitation expires Sunday on Sussman's meeting with the FBI General Counsel James Baker. Unclear whether Durham's probe will continue to be funded past the end of the government's fiscal year on September 30th. Lawyers for Sussman, a partner at Perkins Coey, a law firm that has represented the DNC, told Fox News he's a highly respected national security and cybersecurity lawyer, served in the Justice Department has, and has committed no crime. I you know, look, I mean, maybe that maybe they get this guy. Maybe they don't. You know, honestly, it's kind of a who cares thing. Do you have you ever heard? Let's be honest. You ever heard of Michael Sussman? Be lawyer. Michael Sussman. You ever heard of this guy before? I told you they're not going to frog march Comey or McCabe, or Clapper, or Brennan, or any of them out of their homes in handcuffs. Don't expect it. The people who were telling you that, were telling you that for ratings under the Trump administration. I'm just saying. Those who really, oh yeah, any moment now, any moment now, the Durham probe or whatever is going to, nope. I said, all the people who've listened to me for years, I said all along, do not expect justice from the Justice Department on this. Don't expect it. If we get it, great, I want it. But the chance of it happening is, you know, one in 100. I mean, they, they may get this, but if they, even if they got this guy, he would take a, uh, some kind of a plea deal, no jail, might even keep his law license, who knows. So that's the Durham probe so far. And, and as I've said all along, the, the way that they hide or the, the way that they avoid accountability, it's not complicated. All they have to do is just say, I wasn't maliciously politicized at the DOJ or at the CIA or any of these places I'm just really, really dumb. That's what Brennan and Clapper, the rest. I just believe the Russia collusion story. You can't you can't make me go to prison because I'm such an idiot that it was very convenient for my politics to believe something so absurd. That's not a criminal offense. Fire me. Oh, I'm already gone. What are you going to do about it now? That's where all of this is heading. Speaking of no accountability, General Milley. Oh, boy. General Milley. I like to say, I got to say Mike Pompeo was a a solid secretary of state. I I like Mike. Uh, When I've interviewed him, he's a smart guy. He's a straightforward guy, straight shooter. And he's been out making the point that I was making on the uh, big radio show yesterday, the Clay and Buck show. I just kept saying the whole premise that there was a concern of Trump starting a war is insane. This is nuts. Totally nuts nuts. And Mike Pompeo agrees. You know, all all
3: this has as a predicate, this idea that somehow there was this fear, there was was a cabinet members running around concerned that Donald Trump was going to engage in some kind of rogue activity or some kind of act of war to sort of lash out. This never happened. It's just, it's just patently absurd. And so the entire predicate for all of this assessment that Woodward has now laid out in his book, we'll we'll see what turns out, but make no mistake about it, during that entire time, the entire time I served, all four years, we conducted orderly foreign policy. We had a national security team that was working hard to make sure that we made the best decisions we possibly could.
1: An orderly foreign policy that made good national security or the best possible national security decisions How about this? You don't have to take Pompeo's word for it. How many wars did Donald Trump start? How many countries did we invade unnecessarily? How many military crises occurred under Trump's leadership? Well, you all know the answer. It's pretty obvious. Zero. Zero. Okay, well, what's going on here then? Why would anyone believe that Donald Trump was somehow about to start a war with China? You'd have to be deranged in the same way that I told you, The Russia collusion conspiracy theorists knew they were or or always had an out, which is that they were so stupid they believed the conspiracy. It's not that they were in on the conspiracy. They were so dumb they believed it. That's their excuse. Here, General Milley is so uh, infected with Trump derangement syndrome that he wasn't betraying his country or undermining the chain of command. In his mind, he was stopping a nuclear war. Well, he's a lunatic, but if he really believed it they're gonna say was he acting in the interest of his country right i mean you know if for those of you who are game of thrones fans if you really think the uh, you know the mad king targaryen is going to burn down the whole city you know you're going to stop the mad king right right the problem is the king wasn't mad the king was actually kicking ass his name was donald trump so what was going on here well it was a usurpation of authority
3: unconstitutional, incomprehensible and completely out of line for any military leader. Certainly someone who's in the role that the chief of staff is in. You've described it, uh, Greg Jarrett described it too. He's just simply an advisor. He's not in the chain of command for operational activity. So th- this would this would be dangerous and uh, an usurpation of authority that is historically anomalous. And we should make sure that we, as quickly as we can, figure out if General Milley spoke to Woodward himself, we should find out if uh, General Milley's prepared to testify. We can do it tomorrow or the next day to get clarity about what General Milley said. I don't know the DOD's policy, uh, Sean, exactly on whether there would be a transcript of this phone call, but I promise you there were note takers in the room. Uh, I am very confident that that conversation could be reconstructed if, if you had a senior military leader who was simply an advisor.
1: You'd think so, but I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden we're told, oh, no, sorry. You know, you thought that there'd be a record of that. Whoops, no record of it. Couldn't find it. You know, couldn't figure it out. Couldn't make it happen. What are you going to do? You know, what 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 can you say? Sorry. Whoopsie. That is the situation as it plays out. So, uh, oh, and the border, the border. Guess what? Worst it's ever been under Biden. Now, here's the fundamental problem in our discussions of the border. You and I see the photos that are out today with thousands, literally thousands and thousands of illegal aliens crowded under highway overpasses after entering the country illegally. COVID, no COVID. Who knows? Don't worry about it. Shut up. Na- uh, nation of immigrants, right? Yeah, sure. And, and they're, they're crowded together and then they're being processed and just released into the country, really. That's what's happening. 208,000 last month. 208,000, up over 300% from the year before. Got a lot of people coming into America illegally. 200,000 a month. And okay, so what are we going to do about it? Why is it that we are supposed to take the writ of the state, we're supposed to take the word of the state so very seriously? when it comes to things like oh wearing masks on planes that is sacred right mask up on the plane that is a sacred issue but by the same token we don't we don't have to have enforcement of immigration laws so our government can make up stories can make up regulations that we all have to live by or else while saying sorry these are the rules but then a statute passed by congress signed by a previous president that is still federal law when it comes to our border that is to be ignored it doesn't count why Well, i'll tell you why the biden administration is woke that's why they have the oldest most uh, you know decrepit white guy on the planet as the Vanguard of this, so people say, "Wait, he—it can't be woke. its, it's just Joe Biden. You hear him? No joke. Joe Biden's right here. know hey, hey, no malarkey. No joke here. You know what I'm saying? Something—something's going on here. You know? Yeah, exactly. They put Joe Biden forward so that people say, "How radical can it really be?" And the answer is very radical. But open borders benefits the Democrats. So they have a de facto open border situation and they simply do not want that to change at all. They only see it as a problem insofar as the American people are aware of it. And the American people are much less aware of it than they should be or would be because there is an entirely compliant, complicit Democrat-aligned corporate media that makes sure that this is not a story that gets told. And when the story is told, you have to remember this, too, it turns into a humanitarian story. When the story is finally told, it turns into a, oh, my gosh, shouldn't we feel for these? Look, here's a five-year-old we found at the border. You say, OK, well, yeah, obviously America is going to make sure a five-year-old is safe and fed and OK because we're America. But what about the thousands and thousands of adults who are breaking our laws and coming into this country? Why do we even have an immigration system if this is what is going to happen? Why? What is the justification? Why do we have an immigration system if this is what is going to occur, which is just a giant end run on the immigration system? You would think that these would be areas where we would try to get answers, but no. No, they're, they're not going to do that. They, they could care less about it. In fact, they like it. Remember, it's worse than we don't uh, have a Democrat administration that is competent enough to stop the crisis at the border. You think I think it's a crisis. They think it's great. Just they don't want people to know about it. You know, it's like they're running a company and they're funneling money to their relatives. As long as nobody finds out, it's great. You know, a little embezzlement. Great. No problem. That's kind of the way they're approaching our immigration system right now. And certainly at the southern border, uh, you know, the, r- the rules. Oh, Los Angeles has now uh, vaccine passports for uh, people going into uh, if you're going to work in a restaurant and if you're going into restaurants and all this stuff. In fact, Los Angeles has now joined the ranks of those places where you no longer have a choice. You have to get the shot if you're going to live any kind of a public life. Told you it was going to happen. Right. Starts in New York, goes next to L.A., It will just spread. The blue state rot will spread. And that's exactly what we see happening here. Thanks so much for being with me, team, on the uh, Buck Saxton Show. Please do subscribe. Tell somebody about this. Great way to get a quick rundown of the news in your morning or afternoon of what's going on here. And also go to bucksaxton.locals.com. Please become a subscriber. Please check out what I've got going on there. Talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.